All right. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to Nurture the Mind. Today we're going to talk about more music. Um, But instead of reviewing a different album, or I guess I should say like a newer album, I want to talk about some of the most influential albums throughout the course of my life and what they meant to me. Now, I have no script. I have no previous knowledge as to what I wanted to say. This is kind of like an idea that I just had. So we'll have to explore this topic together and see where I go. There is definitely, like, at the moment, there's two albums that I can think of that were very influential to me, and they come from the same artist. And I think I've talked about, well, I know I've talked about this artist on my channel before, and that is Mac Miller. Um, The first album of, of his that, like, really changed my perception on how the world goes, how the world is run. And I don't mean by like government or like media companies or anything like that. I mean like just my perception of of how things were. So the first album of his that really changed the course of my life had a very big impact on me was watching movies with the sound off and that came out back in 2013 it was the summer of 2013 i would have been going from my sophomore year of high school into my junior year it was that transition that summer and um or wait would i have that right yeah Yes, yes, I would have that right. Um, And I kind of remember at least like the day of him dropping the album. So back in that time frame, it was still kind of popular to go pick up a CD um, of your favorite artist. So if they were going to drop an album, we would, uh, or at least I would go up to Best Buy I don't even know if they have one anymore in that same area. It was on the south side of Des Moines here in Iowa. And I remember it was me, one of my friends at the time, Adam, another friend of mine, Tanner, and then another friend of ours, Haley. And we were in Adam's car and we drove up to the south side of Des Moines to that Best Buy And I think it was me and Adam, we both purchased separately watching movies with the sound off by Mac Miller. And when I first listened to that album, or at least like that first track, which is called The Star Room, I remember thinking to myself, like, I didn't really understand what the message was, what he was trying to communicate to all of us. And so at first I was kind of off put, but then as time went on, I absolutely fell in love with that album because it has so many different sounds. 
you can tell that there are so many different influences of different genres that made him create that specific album. And it kind of felt like, because that was his second full-length album. So he's coming out of mixtapes that he had made. And then when he really burst onto the scene with Blue Slide Park, which is more of like a, a naive, innocent way of looking at the world, a very childlike way of looking at the world. And then watching movies with the sound off, you can definitely tell that he is um, impacted by the drugs that he's taking. I think that's, you know, I think more so on Blue Slide Park. He's probably dabbled in a little bit of drinking and weed. And then you go into watching movies with the sound off and it's like fucking LSD, fucking acid. It's like you don't even know what type of drugs he was taking to make music like that. And it kind of felt like bridging that gap from childlike, innocent little kid. And now he grows up. He gets his first apartment. He moves out of his parents' house. He really starts to see the world. He starts to explore. And I know he was doing some of that exploration on... Blue Slide Park, but I think it was just even more enhanced by the time you get to watching movies with the sound off. And it's it's just a sound like any other, you know, that I had ever heard at the time. And being in 2013, I would have turned, I would have been 16. Yeah, I was 16 by the time he dropped watching movies with the sound off. So you think about it, like a 16-year-old, you know, you're so impressionable as a kid. At that time in your life, you, you don't really have a whole lot of a, a sense of identity of who you are, and you kind of find your identity in other people, mainly your peers, so you're influenced by your peers. And I remember just, like, listening to that album, and, like, my whole world was shocked. You know, my whole world was open, I immediately became so gravitated towards Mac. Like at, at, it seemed like at that moment in time, he was like my favorite artist moving forward and um, really just set the stage for my development as a youth. Cause at that time um, I was in a recent relationship with my high school sweetheart. We had just started dating back in March of 2013 so we had only been together a few months. I hadn't had sex yet. Um, I was just running around with my friends, having a great summer, enjoying the careless nature. Like, like I had a job. I was working at Sports Page at the time, which is a restaurant here in Indianola. And I was a dishwasher. And most of my friends that I, that I was talking about, they also worked at Sports Page. So Adam worked there. My cousin worked there. He was one of my good friends. Uh, my best friend to this day, still Dakota, he was working at sports page and yeah. So on top of like this magnetic sound that the album had, it was basically just like the backdrop of that summer. I don't know if I played any other music because I was also driving my first car, uh, that my parents gifted to me, which was a 2006 Honda civic. And it was a beautiful, like thunder blue color and for my 16th birthday they had gotten me blacked out rims that were put on that and even before that the tint was already blacked out so it was like double black on black and then you had the blue shade um for the rest of the car it was a beautiful mix 
and I thought I was hot shit. I was driving around that summer, bumping Mac Miller, uh, you know, just being a fucking renegade, like just doing crazy shit with my friends, and I don't know. It's it's just that that particular album very much just littered my youth. And I remember telling people as well, this was one of the first albums that I had ever listened to where every time I put it into my CD player in my car, I literally could not skip a track. I had to listen from front to back before I transitioned to a different CD, a different project. And I don't think up until that time I had ever found an album that made me do that. It was like Mac was really good. He was one of the first artists that I was introduced to that made concept pieces, concept projects. So like a concept album, you basically, you wanted to stick around for the entire ride because you were going to get something from it. You were going to get some idea. Every time you listen to it, you're going to hear something new and yeah, I, I had never experienced that before with any other artist. So that that's probably number one on the list in terms of like albums that had a really big impact on me. Um, the second one that comes to mind is also by Mac Miller. And that was his last album that he released before he passed away. So that is Swimming. And that came out in 2018. And that was, it was like August of 2018. And then eventually he had his posthumous release, um, Circles, which came out in January of 2020. But obviously that wasn't his decision making. That was, he had started to create the album and had an idea for what he wanted the album to be. But his parents, in the absence of him, when he had passed away, um, they decided to consult the family and put that album out. Um, so going to swimming, uh, swimming had a really big impact on me, but not in the way that watching movies with the sound off did. So like at this point, like I'm a huge Mac fan, you know, going from 2013, uh, we get the mixtape faces, I think in 2014. And then you get, um, Good AM, which comes out in 2015, and then The Divine Feminine comes out in 2016, and then, you know, you finally hit Swimming in 2018. At that time, I was kind of not necessarily, I wasn't in a relationship just yet, but I've talked about this girl on the channel before, um, one of my previous relationships. And this was the relationship that did the most damage to me mentally and emotionally, spiritually, physically, all those things were diminished while I was in a relationship with her. Um, but before things really got bad and toxic in that relationship, her and I were doing fairly well. And we were hanging out that summer of 2018. She had come back from California which is where her dad lived and her mom was in Iowa and she was coming to visit. And then subsequently her and I would hang out 
And there were definitely good vibes. And, you know, she finally admitted that she actually wanted to move to Iowa. Um, and basically for herself, but also I think in part hopes that her and I could actually give this thing a go because up until that point, mind you, I had known her since the summer of 2017. So it had been about a year since knowing her, um, that entire time, you know, she would bounce back and forth from California to Iowa. So like the relationship was always spotty. Like we couldn't really work on it, you know, miles and miles and miles apart while I was also in college trying to get my degree. And so, yeah, summer of 2018, it's just like, I'm, I'm feeling really good about things. Uh, in September, her and I were going to go out to California and get her belongings and then grab her car and drive across halfway across America. And, um, so I, I had about a month to sit with swimming. And I remember, again, kind of like I mentioned with watching movies with the sound off, I when I first listened to it, I, I there were some tracks, there were some sounds that really just didn't sit well with me. Like I, it was like, I think I talked about this on the Little Yachty video, but like when you're exposed to new music that's kind of breaking down... Um, th you know, things that you've heard before and it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily sound like something that your ears have heard before. Our brains tend to like reject it because we don't know what we're hearing. Like it takes time for us to process the music. That's why it might take, you know, five times of listening to a song or an album to really start enjoying it. And so with swimming, I was kind of off put. I remember one of the lead singles was self care and self-care is one of my favorite Mac songs of all time. And I remember, you know, I was like, man, this song is kind of slow. Like, I don't really like the, I don't really like the direction of it. But then you have that beat switch halfway through the song, which completely enamored me. But after listening to it for like five times, I was, I was hooked. I was like, oh my God, dude, this is a fucking masterpiece. But it just seemed like, especially with this album, but really all of Mac's albums, they all hit me at, at pivotal points in my life. And so now that I'm able to reflect, like at this time in the relationship with that girl, like I could not even envision what was going to happen moving forward because I was just excited that we were going to go to California. I was going to move her here. I was thinking we were going to start dating. We were really going to give this thing a go, see where it could go. Um, but really at this point in time, like I, I was kind of lost. I, I decided to not go back to college. I had already finished a year at Simpson. So I had done two years at DMAC, which is a community college. I got my liberal arts AA degree transferred to Simpson, which is here in Indianola. It's a private college. Went there for a year, uh, in my degree is sports communication, but I wasn't really sure if I wanted to continue. I, I didn't know if I wanted to still be at college. So I took a semester off at that moment in time. It ended up being much longer than just a semester. It was actually like a year, year and a half. Um, but this, this album, you know, like especially 
the lyrics in self-care. He's talking about having all the time in the world to figure things out, you know. He got stuck in oblivion because he was overthinking. Um, Just a lot of self-discovery, like really going introspective. And it just, man, it just hit me on so many levels. And then on top of not knowing like where the relationship was going to go, he drops this album in August. You don't know what's going to happen the next month in September when he passes away. I think it was like September 7th or something like that. And then, you know, the album and the lyrics take on a whole different meaning because, you know, when I'm first listening to it, it it sounds like an album of hope. I mean, there's obviously a lot of shit that he was battling through, like in those lyrics, you could definitely tell that he was fighting with himself. But when he passed away, it took on a whole different meaning. It was more of like a depressing tone in that album. And so... I guess, yeah, it's, you don't really know it at the time, but these, these albums are like kind of shaping and shifting the way you look at the world, you know, the, the way that you appreciate certain people or certain events in your life. Like, I don't know. I just felt like with both of those albums, there was a transformation that was taking place inside of me. And, you know, then as I got older, like, I always just had such a weird knack and appreciation for music. Like, my music tastes were always over, all over the place. And I guess I can attribute that to my childhood because I was exposed to so many different types of music. Like, uh, my dad, his favorite band was Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they have a very funky sound. I mean... Some of the music that they put out, it sounds like Anthony Kiedis is rapping, but they're a band, so they got drums, they got a bass, they got a guitar, they switch up flows. And then my mom, well, both my parents were really into like 80s hairball, like that's what they grew up on. So I listened to a lot of that growing up, like Motley Crue, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Skid Row, Poison. Uh, just a bunch of bands from that era. And then my mom was also into country, which I didn't really dabble in that too much. I didn't listen to that a whole lot. But I feel like there were just so many genres that were played for my ears as a kid. And that's what kind of set the stage as I got older. Um, because I can literally, like talking about Mac Miller, I can listen to Mac Miller Um some of my favorite bands are very like metalcore, like heavy, a lot of screaming. I'm from Iowa, so I'm a huge Slipknot fan. They have supplied a lot of my workouts with rage and anger. Um, I'm not afraid to admit that I can jam out to Justin Bieber, Olivia Rodrigo. Um, I've even started to listen to some country now. There's an artist called Hardy. And I listened to his newest album. I think it's called like The Mockingbird and the Crow or The Crow and the Mockingbird. Mockingbird. Those words could be switched around. Um, and I actually kind of appreciate the music that he's made, at least on that album. That's as far as I've gone into his catalog of music. But he kind of makes fun of country. And I think that's what kind of hooked me in the beginning is that he can actually poke fun at his own genre and admit how cringeworthy 
country can be sometimes. And that made me kind of open up my ear and be like, all right, like, let me give this guy a listen. And he's actually got some good songs in there that I can appreciate. You know, good songwriting. I think that is maybe one of the biggest strengths of country is they've, that genre typically always has um, strong songwriting, you know, to really uh, amplify the music that they make. But yeah, so I would say those two albums alone are probably the two albums that have the biggest influence on me. Um, I guess there's some more recent ones like, I'm trying to think off at the top of my head. Like uh, Brockhampton, you know, I started getting into them when I was, that was 2020 when I moved into this apartment. I wouldn't say one album over the other because they have a really amazing trilogy series with Saturation 1, 2, and 3. All three of those albums are beautiful. Um, But even Iridescence is a great album, a completely different sound. That's right after um, they kicked out Amir out of the band. And then Ginger, I think, is a really good project. And then they had Roadrunner, New Light, New Machine. It, it's a it's a pretty good album. I don't know if it holds up like their older ones, but it's still a good album. And then they had their last two that they released at the end of 2022, which was somewhat of a drop, somewhat of a disappointment, but it makes sense because I don't think the band as a collective was in a good space together, so... They wanted to finish out their deal with their record label and put out those two projects so they weren't obligated to stay any longer. But yeah, um, I would say those are probably the two most influential albums across the span of my life. Maybe some stuff from like Earl Sweatshirt. He had some really amazing projects that kind of fueled, again, my adolescent brain. Uh, Tyler, the creator as well, he had a lot of projects that... I really gravitated towards and then maybe a day to remember maybe that's one that I could highlight as well especially their album Homesick because I was listening to that back in 2011 Um, I was going into my freshman year of high school so I was just a young little kid and again it was like the summertime for some reason all the greatest albums are the ones I get exposed to in the summer because I remember that summer alone, I was running around, I was a pool rat, I was going to the skate park, always hanging out with my cousin, um, always made a ton of friends, met a lot of chicks. I was in like I was in like five or six relationships that summer, so that's about, you know, I don't know, one a week. Um, but yeah, I got exposed to a day to remember, and I remember, again, like just hearing that sound it was something so foreign like it had the instrumentation of music that i had listened to when i was younger but like the screaming the the alternative style like the pop punk element like really just embracing who they were in their genre and not giving a fuck towards the criticism that was cast upon them that was an amazing album i mean with all these albums that I'm talking about, like there's really no sleeper tracks on them. There, there may be a few, a few misses here and there, but for the most part, like 
all these albums, I mean, just carry so much, uh, so much nostalgia, so much emotion, definitely memories for me for what I was going through at the time or where I was at in life. I think that's one of the beautiful elements of music is depending on when you were exposed to it, when it was prevalent in your life, if you listen to it now, it can literally take you back to that period in time and almost open up those memories that you forgot that you had. And that's what I love. One of the major things that I love about music is it's so timeless. Like it literally music can last forever and certain projects again that you listened to before you could listen to them now and they could take on a whole different meaning than what they meant to you previously so anyways that's all that i can think of in terms of albums that had a really big impact on me uh, i guess if i think of any more maybe i'll do like an updated video updated version but um Again, I would just like to get your guys' feedback. You know, tell me if you like these videos, the format that I've been doing. Uh, I really need to do another podcast here soon with another individual. I've been doing these solo podcasts, and I do think they're fun, but, like, at some point they get kind of tiring and redundant because there's only so much that I can come up with on my own and talk about myself. And I love having conversations with other people. I feel like it helps me flow a little bit more than just coming up with my own shit to talk about. Um, yeah, if you like it, you know, please let me know if there's changes that you would make. I mean, don't be so fucking harsh to me, but you could be a little bit critical. If you like the video, if you like the message, just share that to somebody else. Like it, subscribe to the channel if you're new. I appreciate it so much because it, it helps this channel grow. And as I've said many times, not to beat a broken drum, I mean, I don't know, I'm starting to realize as I get older, I'll be 26 on March 21st. You know, I got my full-time job and I'm starting to make some good money there. But this has always been a dream for me to exist on YouTube and on the podcast that I have. Um, and I, it just makes me want to work my fucking ass off to get this thing actually off the ground and make some money for it. Because in this day and age, I mean, really, you just need as many sources of income as you can to help you become financially stable so you're not dependent on the government so you don't struggle for the internet for the eternity of your entire life it's like it's just i don't know it's super imperative and i realize this more and more as i get older is that like not to be so centered on money but like really dude like in america especially like you need money to operate like it's just the facts it's just the reality of the situation and so Anyways, if you guys could help out my cause, do any one of those things that I mentioned. And uh, again, give me some feedback if you like the videos, if you like this format. Um, comment that or if there's anything that you would do differently or if there's something that you want me to cover that I don't normally cover. Say it, dude. Like I would, I would love to do that. Or if like, there was like, a Q&A, if you guys had questions for me. That would be cool, too. I've done that in the past, but it's been a long time. So anyways, guys, take care. Have a good day. Rest up. I love you. I will see you on the next video. All right. Bye-bye.